0: Can you dig it? With a Bobcat Compact Excavator, you can. Up to
1: $6,000 in rebates on select models and 0% financing for 36 months. Check us out at Bobcat of Charleston in North Charleston. Hello, Duke fans, and welcome to DBR Bites episode 17 i am your host for this episode i am sam klein i am joined only by donald wine today donald it's monday morning we are uh we're recording this on monday morning i think we're putting this out a little bit later uh Mm because we're addressing a topic that is that is not uh, extremely timely although it was in the news over the weekend uh how are you (laughs) as we record here on monday uh,
0: good, good. It's going to be a big week for Duke basketball. And and this is weird because this bites will, I guess, affect Duke basketball and Duke football and other sports. But it, it yeah, there, it's a big weekend for Duke basketball. But this is a nice little topic to kind of start the week with.
1: Definitely. So the the topic that we are addressing is one that got some chatter over the weekend, I think, on on Friday. And then people were still talking about it over the weekend. We got an email from listener Jason Wilkinson about this. Uh, specifically to ask if we would talk about it, so I, I I think the 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 topic itself is an interesting one, and the email certainly prompts us to be like, all right, let's uh, let's dig in here. So the question from Jason, uh, he says uh, there were these recent statements by the '80s for FSU and Clemson regarding the revenue gap between the ACC and then the SEC and the Big Ten. The the, the conferences that make the most money from their TV deals. He says, I know this was a topic of conversation this past summer during the off season, but it seems like the ACC may be in jeopardy of losing schools to other conferences. And then he linked us to the, to the two original stories about this topic. And you gotta, you gotta figure Donald that this was something of a coordinated effort between the Clemson AD and the Florida state AD. So from the uh, posting courier, which uh, covers Clemson sports Uh, there. They were talking to uh, the Clemson athletic director, Graham Neff, who said uh, that the unequal distribution of TV revenue, which is implying that Clemson would be getting more given that it is a more prominent uh, TV asset, I think, than, than Duke and maybe some other ACC schools. He said, in all candor, I put that as a need. We certainly recognize the investment that we've continued to make as an institution in our community in athletics, namely in football, which certainly drives a lot of value that is important from a television and revenue generation standpoint. Is it time revenue distribution within conferences or at least the ACC is done differently? Yes, I've been very active in those conversations within the league and continue to expect to take a leadership role in our desire for that to be a changed circumstance urgently. Let me go over, Donald, before I get your reaction to this, to a very similar quote uh, that was released on the same day from the Florida State Athletic Director, Michael Alford, who said at the end of the day for Florida State to compete nationally, something has to change moving forward. And then he he gets into the details of of how much money AC school is making from their deals as opposed to the Big Ten and the SEC. So, Donald, first, can you update us sort of on the, the state of affairs here? And then maybe you can get into what do you think about these comments from the athletic directors at Clemson and at Florida state.
0: So I think you did a great job of summarizing what, you know, what has happened over the last, I guess, 72 hours, uh, with regards to Clemson and Florida state. I think what people need to kind of understand are the numbers that we're talking about here. Uh, You know, the ACC schools are making about what $36 million a year. and, And these are rough estimates. There's, you know, a million here or there. Uh, while the SEC and the Big Ten schools are making upwards of, you know, 60, 70 million dollars per school. And the catch is, is that the SEC and Big Ten deals, when they were signed, they were signed at a point. I mean, the the Big Ten deal, correct me if I'm wrong, is for seven years and for like a little over seven billion dollars in total. Uh, So about one point one billion dollars a year. The SEC, I believe, is for six years. And it's for $811 million a year split between the member institutions, the problem with where the ACC lies is this grant of rights deal that they signed a few years back that gives the ACC the TV rights to every, you know, all these conferences, games, all these teams, games through 2036. Now, at the time, they were probably thinking, yes, this seems like a good idea. Let's lock it in. Let's, let's be solidified and unified. But the problem is, is that not only did they just get absolutely lapped in money by the SEC and the Big Ten, both of those conferences will also be able to renegotiate their contracts before this ACC deal even expires. So there's a potential for some of these Big Ten teams to make you know, hundreds of millions of dollars over a lifetime, of two deals rather than one in the ACC. And I think that's where Florida state and Clemson are kind of sitting here screaming, yo, we need to get into the game. Otherwise the game is going to leave us behind. So I, I, I don't know if this was the right way to do it. Right. Like, because it seemed like, obviously they, those two were talking and they're kind of putting themselves in a way where it's like us two versus the rest of the conference. And if you guys don't play ball with us, then we're going to take our ball somewhere else. And the last time this really happened was Maryland, right? And I think a lot of people, and I get it, right? There were some people who were, some institutions were probably jealous of Maryland at the fact that they, when they left for the big 10, they left for a big bag of dough. But at the same time, I also think that the ACC needs to realize that this grant of rights deal that they have through 2036 is just not sustainable for any team in the conference, much less the football quote, the football schools of the conference. So, I think we'll start there, right? Like this This is how do you get out of that contract? How do you make it worse, renegotiate it? And I think with the rest of the, the landscape coming into play, the Pac-12 being the kind of biggest domino yet that might fall, right? Like I think the Big 12 is pretty solid. The Big Ten and SEC are obviously there. And it's really about the Pac-12. If they end up splitting up, which has been discussed uh, with teams coming, coming in and, or conferences coming, coming in and poaching them, what happens to that TV deal that may open the door for the ACC to renegotiate with ESPN?
1: Florida State and Clemson both independently brought up this topic of of unequal revenue sharing. The Florida State athletic director suggested that that FSU get sort of its share of the like that the ACC would apportion the TV revenue to the individual schools according to their uh, according to their ratings, such that Florida State is basically asking to double its. Uh, its payout relative to to its current payout because of the extra eyeballs that Florida State brings, and that that money would presumably be taken from the you know the Dukes and the Wake Forests and and whoever else just doesn't get TV ratings. I don't know that that system is sustainable for very long. Look at what happened in the Big Twelve, where Texas basically demanded very similar things from its conference for many years, and they put up with it, and then eventually Texas just left for the conference where they are going to get that you know where the, the equal share uh but a much is still you know, more <laughs> a, a, of, a, of a much bigger pie going forward the the discussion then in the at least in the fsu story was about how how much it would cost florida state to break its contract with the acc and with espn to leave say for the sec which seems like it would be the most logical landing place assuming that Florida and Georgia and the other Southeast schools want Florida state in the conference, which is a whole other question, right? Uh, There are, there are a few sort of compounding factors here. Florida state might be stuck. If the sec decides, look, we don't need Florida state in this conference. Yes. they, They get TV eyeballs, but we've got, we've got a lot of TV eyeballs already. And if Florida state's not going to add to that, and if they're going to demand more money to get out of their ACC grant of rights thing, then there's sort of going to be no reason for the SEC to take Florida State. They might. And and I actually think that that there's a, there's a decent chance. I think once upon a time, Jason and I were talking about this yesterday when we were recording. Once upon a time, this was about television markets because – Mm -hmm. Like the Big Ten expanded by adding Maryland and Rutgers, not because Maryland and Rutgers get eyeballs. It's because Rutgers is near New York City and Maryland is near Washington, D.C. And if you have both of those markets locked into the Big Ten network and they're in the footprint, then you can monetize more like per subscription dollars for for the Big Ten network and for the for the Big Ten's deal with Fox. That's not really how it works anymore in the age of streaming, where it's much more just about. Ratings. How many people are watching your game or watching? Yeah. 15 years ago, 10 years ago, Florida State was not an option for the SEC because there was no regional benefit to having Florida State. The, The SEC already had Florida. They already had Georgia. They already had Alabama and Auburn. They were well covered in the part of the country where Florida State is and where the Florida State fans are. And
0: they had had veto power, right? Like they had it where, you know, every school, every school had veto power. So, for example, like if Georgia Tech wanted to apply to the SEC, Georgia had veto power for Florida State. It was years that they wouldn't even consider it because Florida had that veto power and it wasn't entirely clear that Florida was like, why would we bring our biggest rival into the conference and a play them every year for in conference, but also, you know, have it where they're re- they can say they're recruiting for the SEC too.
1: Now it's just about how many fans do you have. So Florida State, from the from the perspective of like the TV ratings, belongs in a better conference and with a better TV deal than what the ACC currently gets them. I don't actually begrudge the FSU AD and the Clemson AD for having these opinions. I'm thinking about this from the Duke perspective, and and let me take you back to last summer when I said that. Look, if the ACC in its current form disintegrates because because we can't sustain a football program, we can't sustain football programs that are competitive at all with the SEC and the Big 10. As much as I love Duke football and I and I love that Duke has all these other sports on campus and that it's a, you know, it's a major institution that that competes for um that competes for championships across, you know, a couple dozen sports, that's all great. That might be in the past. And and Duke might have to might have to accept the fact that it doesn't draw in the kind of football fan that uh necessitates being a top tier program anymore. It will be a bummer. Um, but I don't want <laughs> I I I don't want Duke competing in a world where uh they're getting the snot beaten out of them in football every week because they can't because they can't keep up and Uh, I also just don't know if I like if if Duke goes to the SEC or Duke goes to the Big Ten. um, That's a like that's a world where they're going to start asking the program to upgrade the facilities more and do all kinds of things that I'm just not sure that Duke is ready to support. What do I think about Florida State and Clemson either leaving the con? There's two questions here. Do I want Florida State and Clemson getting extra TV revenue or do I want them leaving the conference? I would rather them leave the conference. I can see what happened in the big 12 to to the schools that are not texas and the kind of feelings that it generated about not being texas in in texas's conference i don't want I, like i don't want that either i would the 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 thing that i want to hold on to most is duke having being in a competitive basketball conference that is that is the number one thing for me i think that is the thing that is the sort of central identity of duke athletics first and foremost and and if that means that like Look, if the ACC loses Clemson and Florida State as basketball programs, it's a bummer, right? We, we we love the games against FSU. Leonard Hamilton has been a great rival to Duke for a long time. Clemson has had uh, a couple different coaches, but but we've had some some great games against Clemson. I would miss those, but would I give those up or, or would I just allow the rest of Duke's athletic department to wallow while, while Clemson and FSU become giants within the conference? I'm not sure that I'm thrilled about that outcome either.
0: So I'm glad you brought up basketball, because while this is not a technically a basketball conversation, I think when you talk about revenue sharing and you talk about TV ratings and stuff like that, the ACC is going to bring basketball into it. Here's why those top two teams that we have been discussing, Florida State and Clemson, who bring in over a million eyeballs a week for football. At most, they can only do it for 15 games, right? Like there's only 15. If you go all the way to the national championship, you are playing a maximum of 15 games in college f- football In college basketball. You are playing a maximum of 40 basketball games and a minimum of 30. And when you look at the ratings, right? Like it almost feels like it's flipped. Like Florida state and Clemson and basketball are drawing nobody. Do the UNC's, you know, they're drawing a million people or close to a million people, you know, for some of these big games, not every game, right? But they're, for the big games those, and obviously when the Carolina
1: gender, games will get like we'll get like three million viewers or something.
0: three four million people right and and I think if they say hey we want to do revenue sharing and we want to split it based on ratings it's a very slippery slope because you can't just do it for football and the ACC's rest of schools will probably counter with okay well, let's throw basketball in it and I know that won't offset it that that much. But at the end of the day, that's where you start getting like, OK, well, if you have the revenue split over here for this one, then they're going to want it over here. And then that's why we don't that's why we have conferences. Right. I know supposed think, to be unified in this.
1: Donald, I don't I don't actually think that that basketball makes that much of a dent that uh, and the numbers that the FSU AD threw out were like FSU uh, is worth like 15 percent of the ACC's football deal. And they currently make seven because that's the you know, that's how many teams are in the mm-hmm. conference. I don't th- like overall football ratings are much higher in general. And, right, right. And the ACC doesn't get to sell all four like you talked about forty games and fifteen games. It's really like the the eight and a half conference games that that ACC teams play in football, and the twenty games they play in in basketball. And there's. Mm-hmm. Much greater than than twice the the football eyeballs. I'm not going to argue like why that is the case. That is it. You know that's <laughs> that's the it's just is that, what it is. But that's the American consumer much preferring foot you know mediocre football to good basketball. But you know who who cares about that? Uh, I I don't know that like Florida State would still be would still be a top earner if we lived in the in the unequal revenue sharing model. The other thing that makes this difficult is that like now you're basically saying that the the schools that don't compete in football are just never going to compete and if you th- thought that things were cutthroat now and that it was uh you know if you're one of these people that's like on the fence about like is it the purpose of the university to be uh to be creating all of this sports product and selling it on tv and like where are we as an institution if you thought that was bad in this world imagine that in the world where every football win might mean like more you know, c- could could lead to more eyeballs and therefore like uh, and and therefore more money. If you start thinking about things in those terms, all of this gets ratcheted up, you know, way hotter than probably a lot of Duke alums would be comfortable with.
0: Yeah. So I, when I said that, uh, you know, you have to kind of throw basketball and this a slippery slope, I didn't mean it to say that, you know, basketball is going to completely offset football. That's not the case. But here's a great example of where revenue sharing Can go wrong, right? Think about this. Clemson has been really, really, really elite at football for the last what, fifteen years.
1: I I was ready to talk about this, but I'm glad you're bringing it up. But here's the deal, right?
0: So here's here's a great corollary example in La Liga in soccer. Real Madrid and Barcelona are the two biggest teams on the planet, and then you have 18 other teams that some think they're bigger than others, but it's it's really just those two, right? People view the view the whole league as those two teams and everybody else. So they have a revenue sharing program where Barca and Real Madrid, because they draw, you know, 80, 90 million views a game, they get the blind share of the TV revenue. And then the rest are split up amongst the 18. But if Real Madrid and Barca are terrible, they still get the same money. Right. So for this revenue sharing, they're not going to like, everyone's going to be like, hey, Clemson, like, what happens if you get bad again? Right. Because it was not, we, I was in college when they were bad when they were losing to one in one in twelve or, or one in eleven and two in ten duke teams, right? You were in college where they were guess on the precipice of starting to get they good, were starting to be good, but they weren't elite, they weren't you know competing for national championship of the year. Florida State, when we were in school, were competing for national championships every single year, and now they kind of aren't, right? They're starting to get back to that that threshold. But there was a there were some lean years down there in Tallahassee where, again, they were losing to you know teams that they shouldn't be losing to. What happens if the cycle changes? And, you know, case in point, Duke wasn't expected to do much this year. They went to a bowl game. They're eight and four. And now people are talking about them possibly competing for stuff next year. It was going to be difficult as we as we discussed on this on the show with the schedule, but at least people are talking about Duke in a light that they weren't talking about them 12 months ago. So what happens when this cycle changes in, in college football, save for a few teams, that cycle inevitably changes. And what happens when it happens when Miami gets good again? Are they going to want more money? If Donald Miami's not getting
1: those. good again. Don't haven't you learned your lesson yet?
0: <laughs> I, well, hey,
1: it's like well, it's like the Lions. Every single year, they have a chance. Every you know what's year. interesting about this is that there's a there's a big difference between the ratings and the team's record, right? If it was right. about the team's record, this would be different payouts every year for ACC teams because, uh, you know, in in the world of divisions, which we're now leaving like every year the coastal division was producing a different champion to get mm-hmm. smoked by Clemson or or once upon a or time for a state, Florida state yes. in the in that ACC championship game. So one year like Carolina would make the would make the big bucks and the next year Duke would make it and then the next year it'd be Miami and Virginia and on down the line in the world where it's TV ratings it's a little bit more stable because you figure that you know, the fans of UNC are coming back to be fans of UNC next year, but over the course of a generation, that does change. Clemson being a a prime example where Clemson was not drawing national TV audiences 20 years ago and now they do. That being said, by the time I feel like even if even if Dabo Swinney retires next year or, or has some scandal where he's not able to coach anymore and Clemson like can't figure out how to replace him or, or rebuild the program. It still takes a few years for people to forget that Clemson is a power. I mean, look at <laughs> your your Miami Hurricanes, look at how long mm-hmm. it took us to to look back at them and be like, "Wait a minute, they haven't been good in a long time." Right. That so, okay, so 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 let me pose to you w- this question one more way. What do you want this outcome to be for uh you know, as a as a Duke fan, as a as a Duke supporter and as a Duke podcaster? Would you prefer that we go to the world where Clemson and Florida State get an unequal and greater share of the ACC TV revenue and therefore Duke gets less? Would you prefer that Clemson and Florida State take their ball and walk away to presumably the SEC? Or is there is there something is, is there some other world that you think uh, you would prefer to happen? And what do you think is going to happen as a result of this you know, table banging?
0: Yeah, so I, I think from a Duke perspective, I do not want revenue sharing to be skewed in the favor of anything else. Cause that's no, just, thank you. <laughs> that just said, cause here's the other thing. Here's the other domino that people are, are forgetting about is that Notre Dame is half in the conference and half in, they have one toe in the pool, one toe out. Right. And if they join the conference, you think Clemson and Florida State's going to get the money that they think they're going to get. Absolutely not. Because Notre Dame brings more eyeballs than the two of them combined. And I don't they,
1: know if Notre Dame is ever joining the, the Notre Dame's not joining the ACC as a, as a full football member. It's not happening. It,
0: I, I won't. I won't say never because I didn't think they would join as a half member either, and that happened. So, um, I mean, back in the day, I thought there was the ACC, be independent. Never- the
1: ACC yeah. would have to kick out a lot of uh, a lot of underperforming football programs, Duke among them, to warrant getting the kind of TV deal that would that would make Notre Dame think that it was worth joining the conference full time. And by the time you strip all of those programs out, there isn't much of a conference left. So, I, I mean, I, 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 I yet yeah, never say never, but never say never. Know, Given, given the disparity in the TV revenue like like Notre Dame didn't want to join the Big Ten and the Big Ten gets a ton of football money uh, right Notre Dame still makes more from that I don't think Notre Dame's ever fully joining the ACC
0: possibly but again never say never because again 10 years ago I didn't think they'd be we'd be playing basketball against them every year uh either but I, I think the end of the day is this right we talked about realignment back in the summer. What should happen to Duke? And if the ACC were to go away tomorrow, uh, what would happen to Duke? And we said, and I think I agreed with you, you said this, and I agree with you that we should end up in the best conference that we could possibly be in, right? Like, doesn't matter. It, it's not about the necessarily money, but the best opportunity. And again, I think you're in a conference for a reason. I think when you start getting into uneven splits of revenue, that that will you know breed a lot of jealousy. It'll bring arms race. It'll breed a lot of things that you don't want, and it'll bring down a conference quicker than not having that everyone not having money, right? So, I would say if Clemson and Florida State won uneven splits of stuff, then they need to figure out how to get that somewhere else, and the ACC should remain at least united in the sense that everyone should be getting the same because. Again, all this stuff is cyclical and it, the the it's just going to be like, you know, a coach wanting a new contract. As soon as they have a good season, they're going to be like, well, where's our money? And that's not what the conference should be about. In my opinion, I understand that it is that money does, you know, kind of fuel all this and the opportunity to get more money may inspire people to do more to do it. Uh, but that comes, as they say, at a cost. So, yeah, I, I think. Keep us in the ACC. Keep it. Keep it even. And if people don't like it, then they need to figure out. They better have some good attorneys because they need to figure out how to get out of this right steal. I think the real thing is the ACC needs to reconsider that. They need to figure out a way to rip that up, and you know, just like a just like a player gets an extension, they kind of rip up the old contract and start anew with from there. They need to figure out how to do that because if they don't, then. What that's going to be the downfall of the conference is that as at a certain point people and not just the Clemson and the Florida States, there's just going to be teams that are just going to be like we can't sustain this anymore and and continue to be competitive in the sports that we're competitive in.
1: I'll take it back to another point that I know I've made before, which is we're going to look back on the on the terms of you know recent ACC commissioner and and Duke and Carolina ads and say. Man, they really set the programs up short term because the ACC got a got a good deal. What it looked like whenever that was six, seven, eight years ago. Going mm-hmm. forward, the the grants of rights thing is going to look terrible because the ACC is just not generating the same kind of money that these other that these other conferences are. And in the long term, it feels to me like, especially as it gets closer to the end of this deal, which isn't happening for another thirteen years, but as it gets closer and closer to that, the You know, will there will be more and more talk about the ACC breaking up and schools like Florida State and Clemson going to, uh, going to football powerhouse conferences and leaving the non-powerhouse football programs to keep playing basketball and 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 I suppose continue to play like a a one A type football setup. Like I don't think Duke is getting rid of its football program. Duke has invested a lot in its football program. Carolina has done the same thing. Uh, a lot of schools in the in the ACC have done that. I just don't know how long we're going to continue the, uh, the, the delusion that Duke and Clemson are playing, on, that, that, that they're on the same playing field when it comes to football.
0: I think you were right in saying that they kind of looked at the short term and said, you know, one of the hand is worth two in a bush. But what they underestimated, it feels like, is you know not just like the grant of TV rights but really the streaming rights that's where a lot of this has come in because when they signed this deal back in 2017 2018 or whatever it was there wasn't a lot of streaming options out there and it's exploded now to the point where I think it's like what six million people a month or something like that or six million people a year are leaving uh linear TV for more streaming options that are available and You know, things are sponsored by YouTube TV now. YouTube TV is buying up things like DirecTV or I'm sorry, but like Sunday Ticket, things like that. So there's a lot of capital in it now. And it's also accepted to kind of stream stuff everywhere. Um, And so I think those sort of things are what they didn't really see or at least they didn't predict well, because at the end of the day, they probably thought everyone's going to have a TV and they're going to have cable. And they can use these, you know, these rights to kind of secure more subscription fees from these cable companies. But as more people leave cable, that becomes more and more uh less valuable by the day because uh, you know, at the same time, you're you're paying fewer dollars, you're getting fewer dollars from those cable companies because they have fewer subscribers. And at the same time, you're losing money out on the on the digital streaming that the platforms that people are are constantly moving to.
1: This is also an existential crisis for ESPN, who is a mm-hmm. an important uh, party to the the grant of rights contract. ESPN being the, the the TV provider here, if ESPN generates most of its revenue from cable accounts, and the more people are moving to streaming, the less ESPN, unless they unless they change their model, the less ESPN is able to to make back the the money that they've put into getting uh these tv properties. All right. Send us more emails about this. I I, I think this this topic is endlessly fascinating and uh it's never going you know, away either. Like until not, someone moves, I don't think it's going to be it's still going to be exactly. kind of like we'll right just there we'll in, just speculate. I will say I'm not begrudging. I I think I think there was a version of me a few years ago that would say the FSU and the Clemson ADs should shut up and and you know, take their grant of rights money cuz this is just as much their problem as it is ours. I think I've softened on that a little bit to say I get where they're coming from, uh, but but this is the that's reality the job, of the situation, right? Like, yeah, exactly. And and I and I was looking at it, it's a very interesting uh, change that's gone on because of the, uh, because of how much the money has exploded in college sports over the last ten years. You've seen a change of leadership in a lot of these uh, places where once upon a time all of the athletic directors and conference commissioners were like former coaches, and now the the Florida state athletic director. I was reading his bio. He's like, he's worked in the NFL. He's worked for a few other schools, but he's always been in like the, he's either been in like fundraising or, or media work as opposed to being a, he's not a sports person. Um, he's a business person who is running the Florida state athletic department. I totally get where he's coming from. Uh, it's a bummer. And, and maybe Jason will come on and and give us his thoughts at some point as well. But anyway, Donald, let's leave it there. Uh, by the time you listen to this Duke may or may not have played NC State so I won't uh I won't make any comments about how that game is going to go or will have gone uh we are also going to record and put out an NC State preview which hopefully you've already listened to by the time you listen to this thing we're doing things out of order this week this is just how our schedule works so stay in touch with us DBR podcast at gmail.com for Donald wine I am Sam Klein this is has been DBR Bites, Episode 17, Duke Band. Take us home. This episode of the Duke Basketball Roundup is sponsored by BetterHelp. There's more pressure to be on when you're interacting with family, friends, coworkers, even strangers, even when stress has you a little bit down. And for some, getting advice from a therapist can help you tackle some of that stress without affecting you or the people you care about. That's what BetterHelp is all about. It's entirely online, and it's designed to be therapy that's convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a professional licensed therapist. And
0: you can switch therapists anytime you want. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try and find your social sweet spot. Visit betterhelp.com slash Roundup today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash